friends. So glad that you're here for another episode of Elevate with Erica. It is May. Woohoo! Or at least when you're listening to this. It's actually April 28th when I'm recording, but I feel that spring energy and the change in pace that comes with it. It's like a fresh perspective, a new approach, right? That's a little hint at what we are going to get into today. But first, I have a confession to make with you. My listeners, my YouTube subscribers, there's something about me that I've I've shared before, good or bad or both. I don't have many things about myself that I am afraid to talk about. I wasn't raised actually to put all of my business out there. In fact, I was raised mostly opposite of that, but here I am with a podcast and living in my social media stories. And I share my life for connection. And I think one of the coolest human experiences is connection. And in order to create a genuine connection, you have to be willing to be open, vulnerable, and let others in to see who you really are. So back to my confession. I haven't been choosing my marriage. I have not been choosing my husband. For nearly the past two years, maybe more, I have felt more disconnected from my husband than ever in our relationship. We've been together almost nine years, just for reference. I do remember some very key moments in the past couple of years that were points in which I started to take some steps back away from him. That's actually really uncomfortable for me to say out loud. It's something I'm very aware of, but it's constantly just bouncing around in my mind. And it's different to actually give it a voice like I am today and say to you guys that I have not been choosing my husband. Now, let me explain to you what I mean by that. I posted a reel on my Instagram this past week, and surprisingly, well, it was to my surprise anyway, it was received pretty well. And it's always a little scary for me to put my opinion on my social media about a topic that I know people are passionate about and and also where it's also tied to some people's religious beliefs as well. And social media is where I run my business, a lot of my business. But I shared my opinion on love and marriage and how I feel that love slash marriage is a choice, not a feeling. It's a moment by moment, day by day choice to love, forgive, and grow. And I'm not going to go much more into that today because Marriage is not what this episode is about. I'm definitely no expert on marriage. I follow other people for that knowledge. But now that you know my opinion, my position on that, let's go back to my confession. I have not been choosing my husband. I shut down pretty quickly, easily even, when I don't feel like I'm being respected or appreciated, or if I'm feeling deceived, or just 
what I mean by deceived is like when I feel like the dynamic of the relationship of any relationship doesn't have to be romantic. I've treated friendships the same way. When the dynamic of a relationship moves away from the dynamic of the relationship that I feel I said yes to, that I feel I entered into, when that moves away from that, I just shut down or I shut the whole relationship down. I was broken up with once in my life. It was my first boyfriend. It was only in ninth grade, you guys, but that was my first a heartbreak. Like I created the CD with the songs on it and gave it to him to express my love, to try to get him to, to take me back. <laughs> I'm showing my age here, but I've never been broken up with since. It may sound ridiculous, but I truly believe that that particular heartbreak shaped who I am in every relationship to follow. I actually have purchased a couple personal development books recently to help me work through that because it can cause me to shut down unnecessarily instead of expressing myself and letting the other person know how I'm feeling, which is a healthy thing to do, right? Communication. I have to work on that, believe it or not. Definitely something I want to work on, but I am sure I'll have more episodes on all of that in the future as I get diving into those books and sharing that journey with you guys. So there were key moments for me over the past couple of years where I started to shut down in my marriage. Instead of trying to work on things, I made a choice to stop prioritizing my marriage. I made a choice to stop choosing my husband because I felt like he wasn't choosing me. And let me emphasize, I felt like his actions, his words made me feel like he had stopped choosing me. I didn't feel like a priority. I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel appreciated. And rather than communicate that in a healthy way, I just said, okay, okay, I see where you're at. I see your hand. And I'm just going to fold. I'm not even playing this game with you. And then at which point I really dove into my work. I love what I do. So it's something easy for me to get lost in. And if I didn't have kids, I would probably work an unhealthy amount of hours. And do you know what happened when I dove into my work? Things got worse in my marriage. I started to seek things that were proof that I had made the right choice to justify not choosing my husband anymore. Like over the smallest things. See, there's more proof he doesn't love me. There's more proof he doesn't appreciate me. There's more proof he isn't attracted to me anymore. My pockets were full of proof because I saw after it. But I came across a piece of knowledge that made me stop and think, wait, am I choosing to have a crappy marriage? On our health and wellness platform, we have a new mindset masterclass that drops monthly. And this month's class is called The Good Life. In that class, I heard that a good life is an approach. We are not promised anything. 
And while I believe that I have been proving to myself for the past few years, as as I left a job that felt soul sucking to me and started pursuing something unconventional, working to make my dreams a reality, while I've been proving to myself that a good life when it comes to career, purpose, finances is an approach and we aren't promised that just because we get the title or the paycheck or the benefits or the office with a view. I wasn't applying that same way of thinking. I wasn't using that same approach to the relationships in my life. And for whatever reason, when I heard that that particular day, a good life is an approach. I thought, do I have a good life? Would I say that I had a good life? And immediately my mind went to what wasn't good in my life and that my relationship with my husband, my lack of connection with my husband is the part that stood out as not being good. So if you ask yourself that question, I believe your mind will pretty quickly go to what isn't good, right? It's that first thing that pops up because after that, you're going to try to quiet it down, right? But you can't lie to yourself on this one. Maybe for you, you'll think of how you don't feel well, a lack of energy, health problems from lack of exercise or proper nutrition, or maybe career will come up for you because you don't feel excited about what you do or feel like you're making an impact like you have a purpose. Or maybe a relationship will come up in your life. Doesn't have to be romantic, right? Or it can be a lack of relationships. For most of us, something will come up. Now, whether we deny it and tell ourselves, oh, it's not that bad, people have it worse, at least this or that, well, that's just you actively choosing not to work on those things. Like I was actively choosing not to work on my marriage. But then I couldn't honestly say that I had a good life. So I was hurting myself. I'm working so hard to make my dream business a reality. And I can't even say I have a good life because I've got this one big area that I'm not choosing to work on. Like, what the hell, Erica? And get in or get out, girlfriend. Either end the marriage So that you give yourself the opportunity for a better connection or work on this connection. And if a good life is an approach, which you know because your approach to a career and what success means to you changed when you recognize that very thing, how are you choosing to approach this marriage? You're choosing a crappy marriage by not working on it. It doesn't matter who did what or stopped doing what or whatever. You're choosing an empty connection bucket. Yes, connection bucket. So let's get into that a little bit so you can get a visual. The good life buckets. If you've never heard of the good life project, first, I hadn't either until our mindset masterclass this month, but it was founded by a husband and wife team, Stephanie and Jonathan Fields. They create tools to help you live a better life. Okay. This is not a paid for thing, by the way. I'm going to link the site in my show notes. And there's also a quiz that'll help you basically discover what I did when I just asked myself if I had a good life. I'm pretty good at being brutally honest with myself. The quick 
quiz though, will discover where you should focus to live your best life. Unless you can just confirm that right now for yourself, <laughs> which, which I also, I, I knew, but, but the, but the quiz definitely was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So there are three buckets that basically highlight what really matters. What three things when given attention to can still allow you to have a good life, even when times are hard, right? Cause this doesn't mean that like, once these good life buckets are full, like life is just easy breezy. But it means that when these things are given attention to, even when life gets challenging, you can still say, I have a good life. Those three buckets are vitality. And think of this one as the state of you mind and body. Okay. Connection, also self-explanatory connection with yourself and others, and contribution. This is where you feel like you have a purpose or are making an impact. When they are all totally full, life is extraordinary. When any given one is empty, which is where I was nearing, it doesn't matter how full the other two are, You've got this big gray area, your joy, the seeds you're planting in the other areas can't even fully blossom because you know the truth. You feel the weight of that emptiness, if you will. When thinking about these buckets, I imagine that the weight of an empty bucket is heavier than the weight of a full bucket. So here's a few things. Once your buckets are full, they won't stay there without continued nourishment. Think about it. If you've ever completed a a wellness program, okay, I hate to say just fitness because sometimes people just focus on their nutrition and that's fine too, or meditation program or yoga, whatever it is. So say you finish the program and you feel amazing, mind and body, and then you stop and go back to what you were doing before. Now we all know what's going to happen, right? That vitality bucket is not going to stay full, right? You're going to start feeling like you did before. The buckets leak. You have to constantly be adding to them, but it feels good to add to them. Leaving that government job in 2020 and building this dream business of mine over the past few years, man, it has felt so good. Even without being financially where I want to be yet, my contribution bucket is at a much better level. It was emptier than empty at the start of 2020. Because it was empty, it affected my other buckets. Like I couldn't create the connections in my life that I wanted to because that contribution bucket was so damn heavy, y'all. It affected how I was showing up as a mom and a wife and a friend. For some people, I hear them say that they are so drained by work The last thing they want to do is work out or eat healthy, right? So the empty contribution bucket starts to affect their vitality bucket. My empty contribution bucket was affecting my connection bucket. It's pretty neat to see how all these buckets really do show us what really matters in life. When my husband and I are disconnected, like if I don't feel that deep connection with him, as he is the prominent relationship in my life. I can't show up as my best self for my business. I'm not putting my best face forward. 
I stopped choosing my husband. I stopped choosing to work on my connection bucket. And luckily for me, my vitality bucket remains full because working on myself, mind and body is my release for my contribution and connection buckets when they are low. I have a healthy release that happens to keep that vitality bucket full. But I do recognize that my lack of deep connection with my husband is affecting my contribution bucket. When I asked myself, do I have a good life? I knew immediately that I was basically working against myself. Light bulb moment. The good life is an approach. I was approaching my marriage with the expectation that it would always be this stable thing. And the truth is people are not stable. (laughs) We aren't. We are a mix of emotions and life experiences, and we are growing, living things. We are constantly evolving. And by stepping back from my marriage, every time it felt unstable, like I had done in other relationships in the past, I was making it more unstable. Now, let me clarify something here. I'm not saying force a relationship that isn't meant to be, that has run its course, that isn't healthy, that is keeping you from living the life you desire. If that's the case, remove it. I'm also not saying that you should be the only one working on the relationship all the time. But what I am saying is that a relationship ebbs and flows and it'll rarely ever feel 50-50. You each will have moments where one is giving a little more than the other. And that's what makes it a beautiful partnership, right? To know that you can lean on one another when you need it, to know they got you. But I realized in not choosing my husband, when he was at what I considered 40%, in me not coming back in with that 60%, but instead going back to about 30, I wasn't actively choosing to nourish that bucket. And that's up to me. That's my connection bucket, not my husband's. What could I have done and what am I choosing to do now that I recognize this? I'm choosing to start choosing my husband again by engaging, listening, putting the phone down, asking him questions, letting him know I'm here, I'm open, and that you are a priority to me. I'm choosing to connect. His connection bucket may never have felt even close to empty, right? This is on me. So let me ask you something. If for you, you know that you have another bucket that's empty, either by taking the quiz, which I recommend, or or you just know. What are you choosing that's keeping that bucket from overrunning with water? And I think we've talked enough about the connection bucket with my own confession, that you could apply that to any relationship or lack of relationships, keeping that bucket from being full. So let's talk about the vitality bucket. And I feel like some of you are like, ah, shit, she's going to tell me to eat better and work out. I'm actually not going to do that. I don't want to know what you're not choosing. You already know those things. That just requires you being real with yourself. What was the light bulb moment for me in this process? It was realizing what I was choosing. 
It's where we face our own choices. We call ourselves out. We take accountability. It's where we turn that finger towards ourselves, right? What are you choosing that's keeping the vitality bucket empty? Remember, the vitality bucket is the state of your mind and body. So what are you choosing that's keeping those things from feeling good? Are you choosing to follow negative people on social media? Are you choosing to watch things that make you think the world is all bad? Are you more sedentary than you are active? Are you choosing soda over water? Are you choosing to eat out for lunch every day? Get honest about what you're choosing. And let's talk about your contribution bucket. If that's the empty one for you, oh, I knew I hated my job. I knew it was leaving me like the shell of a human at the end of the day. I was in a place where I couldn't be all of who I am. And I didn't have a place to make an impact where I felt like I could be either, even outside of work. I chose to stay in that space for too many years. But now that I'm out of that situation, I've found a career that allows me to feel alive, fulfilled. I always reference a song by Luke Holmes, and I I know I have on this show before too. I'd be doing this if I wasn't doing this. Meaning even if I wasn't paid for what I do, I'd still be a partner with the body company. My husband and I get lottery tickets sometimes when it gets up really high. It's just something fun that we like to do. And when we talk about what we would do if we won, in the back of my mind, I always think, I really think I would still be a body partner. That's how much I love this. I don't want to imagine my life without this. To which my husband thinks I'm crazy. But that's truly how nourished I feel by this opportunity. I could lose hours doing this work. I do lose hours doing this work with body on this podcast, on all the things that I'm building. Now, I'm not saying this type of fulfillment needs to be from your primary source of income. What you're doing to fill your contribution bucket doesn't even need to pay you. It's not about that. It just happens to be that mine does. But maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's a side passion project. Maybe it's your role as a parent. If your contribution bucket is the lacking bucket, what are you choosing that's keeping it that low? Are you choosing Netflix overtaking the course that you need to do something that you love? Are you choosing to remain in the job sucking the life out of you instead of being willing to be a beginner at something or somewhere else? Are you choosing not to paint or woodwork or pursue that talent that you have because you're worried others will think it's stupid or no one will like it? So are you choosing to let what you think they will think stop you from doing something that would bring you joy? What I'm really hoping to do with this episode is to help you realize where you're keeping yourself stuck. And you may be thinking, okay, I get it. I know what I'm choosing that's keeping me stuck, but I don't have time to fix it. I don't have time to change it. But here's what I can promise you. When you work to nourish all of those buckets, it will impact your entire life. When any one of those buckets is running on E, It's draining your energy in the day to day. It's sucking the water out from the other buckets too. Is everything that's taking your time right now 
really worth you sacrificing your own good life? Take the quiz, recognize what bucket needs your attention, check out some of the articles on the Good Life Project website in the show notes that will give you some ideas on how to nourish each bucket. If you're one of my clients also on the body platform already, then you must head over to the April Mindset Masterclass and check out the Good Life content. If you want to join our wellness platform that combines fitness, nutrition, and mindset to help you live your best life, I'll drop that link in the show notes as well. But acknowledge your low bucket. Get honest about what you're choosing that's keeping it low. And commit to one thing today that nourishes that bucket. It's no one else's responsibility. Take accountability. Go build your good life. Until next episode, friends. E. I have to tell you guys about a new meat delivery subscription service I'm using. ButcherBox delivers high quality meat you can trust right to your front door. I'm talking free range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, 100% grass fed and grass finished beef and wild caught seafood. So you can feel good about what you're eating, but also the taste and the quality are amazing. Click the link in my show notes to grab your first butcher box.